You know, Spencer, when you talk about great character arcs, yeah. anime has some of the best character arcs in all of storytelling. Oh, yeah. But you know who has had, in my opinion, the greatest character arc of any anime that I've watched, and nobody talks about it? What's that? Can we talk about how Master Roshi overcame a crippling sex addiction <laughs> to join the biggest kung fu tournament in the all the multiverse yeah and played a major role and had one of the all-time greatest performances in martial arts history yeah yeah i mean no, why don't we talk about that i don't know see i was wanting to see i was waiting for you i was hoping you were going to use the word growth because if you said great animated growth i was going to say vegeta's neck Neck, yeah. Because <laughs> if you look in those first, whenever it was a first, pencil neck, yeah. Now, like in you know, in, in in all the newer stuff, he got that big thick neck. He got that thick, and his hairline uh got higher. I don't yeah. know. His head got bigger. Right, yeah. He got the roid head. He got the the human growth hormone <laughs> <Right. on> head. <laughs> yeah. So I think Master Roshi is the bee's knees, man. He needs to get more credit. That was fantastical. Did you ever see that uh, picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger like riding a bike with his white beard and like a weird like yeah. <laughs> it's just like is he turning into Master Roshi? What's going on? Yeah, he definitely turned into Master Roshi a little bit. Anime aside, I had a minor blunder earlier before you came over. Okay. So I got rejected from McSweeney's, and it's to be expected because I submitted to their unpublished author edition, and I've recently been published, so mm. uh, it's just the timing didn't work out. But they liked my story, which was good. That's good. But here's the thing. That story, I decided I got to submit somewhere else. But, you know, it's the absurdist story. So what do I do with that? Well, I looked at a couple places, and I found a really interesting journal called Bourbon Pen. Ooh, hey. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's, it, comes to, it comes to play here. I was looking at them, and there's a really cool magazine. like, And it's they print, they pay, they, pu- they publish absurdist stuff. So I was like, hey, this might be a good fit. Anyway... I decided to submit to them, and I noticed my word count was a little long. You know, it was a little longer than, uh, not much longer, but a little longer than what their guidelines were. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be a douche and just submit anyway. I'll reach out because they have a contact page. So I'll reach out and see. It was like, hey, is it okay if I submit this or else, you know, I'll just submit it elsewhere. The editor got back to me pretty soon, actually, and he was like, yeah, you know, we'll still take a look at it. It's like, okay, cool. So I submitted it, and then after I did all that stuff, I realized... Not only when I was submitting, but when, uh, well, not the submission itself, but when I reached out to the editor, it was the drunken pen writing email I messaged him from, not oh, yeah. not the nor- my normal author email. So I was like, oh, I don't know if that had a play in him getting back to me so soon. Yeah. The drunken pen, the bourbon pen. pen yeah. It's like, that's, that'd be kind of cool. But then if he listens to this podcast, uh, then he'll know what a, a buffoon I really am. Yes. And the charade that I, I'm living here, that I am a uh, fraud. Oh, hopefully he doesn't find that out until he accepts it. Yeah, I don't think I'm a fraud. I don't know. Do I do anything fraudulent? Well, I mean, the buffoon pot, maybe. No, the buffoonery, definitely. The fraudulence, I don't know. I uh, I don't think I ever led anybody astray in these submissions. I am always pretty honest. I did tell somebody that Mel Gibson really loved one of my stories, and they <laughs> accept. You know, when I submitted to the New Yorker, and they're like, "No, we don't like Mel Gibson." It's like, fuck, wrong celebrity. <laughs> the Jews. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> So anyway, we have a wonderful DBS episode. That's what it's going to be, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, I think that's what we were planning on, yes. All right, so we cut this cold open short so I can fiddle with the knobs some more, and then yeah, we'll uh, yeah, talk, about, knobs. talk about things until we kind of 
peter off into a mild meandering and then we'll just uh fiddle the knobs some more fiddle the knobs and let the episode just uh fade away into the ether and no one will listen to us anymore and we'll just keep going and going and going We present to you the drunken pen writing experience. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, where's your guitar? Is it, is it air guitar doesn't count. Where's the <laughs> guitar? They can't see playing the air guitar either. It works on it works on no fronts. No fronts. You got your drums? Oh, don't do that. It makes noise. <laughs> drums would make noise. So the experience is dead immediately on arrival. So yeah. welcome to the drunken pen writing podcast. I'm your host Caleb James. With me today, the illustrious non-musician over to, well, straight in front of me, not to my right or left, Mr. Spencer, the Montana Mountain Maniac Church. Ooh. Figure we're going into spooky season. You could be a yeah. mountain maniac, because I have a whole month I got to be like spooky stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what we usually do, but I'll start early. Mountain yeah. Maniac. Reminds me of that story that I got published uh, on Literary Stories about the mountain maniac who kills two guys and they end up angry ghosts. Angry ghosts. They're just bickering about how they got killed and whose fault it was. It was a fun story. Today we are, we're not talking about anything. Fuck, what am I, what? I'm I don't know, why were you, why were you, and you reaching for your phone and stuff? Yeah, I, don't, I have notes. Oh. Master Roshi character sex addiction. Yeah. It's the only thing I wrote down because I didn't want to, because you know how I always say, oh, I had a great cold open idea, yeah. and then I forget it. Turns out they're actually not great, <laughs> but <laughs> they're, not great. they're not great ideas, but I, uh, I I don't, I still write them down. So. You just think they are in your tired mind of uh, yeah. delivering uh, heavy water jugs in 90 degree weather. Like, that was a great idea. Wait, no, it wasn't. Fant- you should see that when I'm on the days I deliver beer, what my ideas are <laughs> like. I'm dealing with drunks all day and I'm extra angry. Yeah, they're not good. So, Spencer, I think it's time we had a little talk. All right. A little writing talk. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be about the birds and the bees. Mm, I think that's <laughs> that ship has sailed long ago. <laughs> the things you've seen and the things you've hosted on your OnlyFans, I don't, I don't think anybody needs that discussion. No. I wanted to discuss writing because it's been a while, so yeah. maybe our processes have changed since we've last discussed how we write what we write, and how we go about writing. So I will pose this first question to you, since you are such a gentleman and a scholar. Yeah, that's exactly the things that I am. Yes, 100%. So when we go into writing, we usually focus on one main thing. Think about the first sentence and the first paragraph when you go into it. Because most likely, you have the idea. Uh, we've discussed this in the past. Usually, you have the idea for the story. Maybe the ending's already there. Yeah. The, the characters, maybe you have some of those. But when you go into that first paragraph and that first sentence and you're starting, what do you focus on generally when you go into it? Do you think, I need to establish the setting? I need to immediately just establish or introduce the characters? Do I establish the action right off the bat? Like, What do you personally... Uh, tend to go to i know things switch and over yeah. time like or the story is you know it varies but just in general what do you go for generally i tried to we've talked about before in the other episodes of trying to set that hook in early yeah i still think that's kind of the the best way to go no more like literary it. fiction style where no. it just meanders for a page you can't do that anymore in this climate no. you have to hook the yeah. reader 
preferably as you can in the first sentence, but definitely in the first few paragraphs. Right. And then, too, like you said, it, it varies. That the very, very first thing is me spending like three days trying to figure out what is the best way to start. Mm. You know, that that's the actual true, like, of like, should I just start out with this or should I? Uh, you ever notice, like, there's sometimes, like, you're reading a story or, you know, a book, novel, comics, whatever. And it's like, you don't even get introduced to, like, who the actual main character is until, like, the second or third chapter yeah. somehow. like, And that's when, you know, like, those are, like, the really good writers who can do that. When, it, you know, they spent that setup, you know, they introduce other characters, but the person who actually ends up being the main person by the end of the thing, you know, you might not see for the first, like, 15 or 20 pages. Well, Neil Gaiman comes to mind with a graveyard book because the first chapter... He hooks you by introducing a murderer murdering an innocent family and the baby gets away and the baby's the protagonist. But right then you don't know about the baby so much. And he just starts off with the villain. Yeah. Is the guy that you that's the only person, you know, and then everything unfolds in the following chapters. Like That's a cool way to do it. Right. Sometimes it throws me off if I read a story and it takes too long to get to the characters or like some stories I've read, especially when you get into more Buddhist-centric Japanese fiction, they get into, like, the setting real hard, even maybe some philosophy, and it's like, where are the characters? Well, the way I was, uh, I, like, I was thinking, and probably the the broadest, you know, idea that maybe people will be, you know, most people understand is, like, at like the beginning of Star Wars, mm. like, you know, you get some of these, the characters and stuff, and the big, they're important characters, but, like, you don't see, like, Luke, until, like, I would think, like, 20 or 30 minutes into the movie, I would think. It's been a while since I watched that first yeah, one. Yeah, it's not right away. Yeah, so, like, you know, like, and, you know, and he ends up being the main, you know. Do they introduce Darth Vader earlier in the Yes, that's he, what yeah, I thought. Yeah. So that's, like, the Neil Gaiman method, the introduce the villain first, first to hook yeah. the reader. Because they know who's cool. Right. You know what's an interesting device, and I don't know how you can do this in regular prose. But if you think about Alan Moore's Watchmen, they introduce Rorschach very early, but yeah. you don't know it. Right, yeah. Like, he's throughout the book just as Rorschach, like the normal guy, but he, without the mask and stuff. Yeah. It's like you don't realize it's him. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool because when you go back, you can you can see him. Uh, but you could do that with characters in a book. Uh, you maybe have, like, a, a rambling bum or something, and it turns out that's one of the main characters right. that you, you know, weren't aware of until he's actually introduced proper. I still think setting is an important one because if you do setting, and I always go back to The Shining because that's my favorite example yeah. of making the setting a character. Yeah. Uh, if you can establish the setting really well at the beginning, haunted houses are an easy example, but a lot of great literary writers, they'll use the city uh, that the character's in. New York City is a common one, same with Chicago for like mob stories and stuff, but the, the actual city can, uh, or the town or wherever the story takes place, can be just as much of a character. Think of Gotham. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say Gotham. Could be as much of a character as the Joker, Two Face, or any mm-hmm. of them because they're all a product of this city. Right. So it's like you actually go back to the roots of the storytelling device you're using. What created the characters? Would the Joker be the Joker if he wasn't from such a fucked up place? Right. Yeah. Such a, if he was, you know, somewhere in uh, Boise. <laughs> If he, if he grew up in Nebraska, he probably wouldn't be such a monotony. He maybe really hates corn, but that's yeah. like, I don't think that's enough to kill people. But setting is definitely important. I usually establish setting at the beginning, depending on the story I'm telling, but I definitely focus on introducing the characters early, I find. Uh, and I could probably do better with 
this is kind of hard because both of us mostly write short stories. Uh, if you're thinking about like longer works and novels, that's different because you have more room to play. Right. When you're working with a short story, especially if it's flash fiction, you really can't just be. You like, gotta get in there. Yeah, you have to be more choosy with what you pick to introduce and what you're gonna focus on. So you can't be like, I'm gonna focus on the setting and the characters introduced later, and I'm gonna, you know, establish this really cool atmosphere too. Like that's really hard to do in a short story. Often you have to sacrifice something for word count uh that's what that's what i find i always struggle with is what do i sacrifice for the word count sake mm-hmm. and i don't like writing for word counts but i find i often have to for submissions have you messed around with atmosphere at all because you haven't really written a lot of horror stories and stuff but even suspense or things like yeah. that cause even a romance the atmosphere is important yeah i'm probably not too too much i I I would think like I don't have any like memory like nothing's popping like not a story's popping to mind that I wrote you know that I felt like the atmosphere kind of was like the main focus if anything it was like that's kind of what I tried to sprinkle sprinkle in in between like everything I think a good story that you could have did better with the atmosphere like focusing on the atmosphere was the critically acclaimed space war story yeah because you're you had a protagonist on a war torn planet and he gets kind of blown off to the side and he needs to get back to his spacecraft so they can escape the planet and you have this weird situation where it's a guy on a foreign land yeah it's lonely it's in space I'm assuming like it was a shitty space planet. Yeah. I don't remember. I think space, it was like a like a all planets are space planets. Yeah. But I mean like you know yeah. like a barren like a moon. Yeah. But yeah, it's like so you could have really messed around with the atmosphere of him like looking around, can't find his you know his men, and uh, you could get like the eerie feeling of what it's like when you get blown off to right. the side, and all of a sudden you're just even though there's a giant war going on, you're by yourself. It's like well this is fucking odd. Right. Like, nobody's shooting at me right now. Like, should I just stay here? Yeah. You know, it's like it's a little different. Uh, you could play with that. I like playing with uh, creepy atmospheres a lot. That's fun. Atmosphere is one of those things I don't generally focus on either. It just pops up with the way I'm writing the setting usually. Yeah. Uh, the characters are another one. Uh, if I think of the story um, Bathed in Starlight that is in the uh, Horoscope Volume 3 coming out mm-hmm. that I, I wrote, that story is set in uh, Canada and uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatoon, I believe, the city. And it's based on, a, you know, the story's based on real murders in a real place, but it gets like negative 28 degrees there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, so cold that you go outside, you just immediately freeze. So that's the atmosphere already. Like, that's the setting. And the atmosphere is like what it's like walking in these lonesome mm-hmm. streets when it's that cold. And when you hear a car coming or footsteps or something, it's like, well, this that's completely unexpected in right, this situation. Yeah, like, what is that? It's like, you know, the... The woman who, for whatever reason, is walking down a dark alley at night and then she hears another set of footsteps coming. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh you can set a lot of tension with that, which I try to do in which I try to do in that story. I don't you guys have to read it to see if I did a good job, but uh on October twentieth. What other cool elements should we start incorporating in our work that we don't, Spencer? Um uh, I mean we both do setting and character, yeah. obviously, and atmosphere to a degree. We were gonna do a separate episode on this, but humor, I mean I always inc- incorporate humor into my work it's not always the focus i have a couple pieces that it's the you know it's just supposed to be a funny piece but that's see that's one of those things it's like if i'm just writing a funny story it's a funny story 
if I'm writing a serious story, I'm still usually incorporating funny stuff, yeah. darker humor and things like that. So I don't think I ever had a problem with that, but yeah. I know some people struggle. Yeah, to try to fight the, you know, the tension and and stuff like that and give it a break. Yeah. And, and those are two just both, you know, I, I mean, I don't the, the listeners probably won't agree to this, but at least in our own minds, both of us, are, we seem more funnier, more, you know, pe- you know, lighthearted, you know, kind of people in general. So yeah. I think that just comes out in our writing just because that's kind of like how mm. how we, you know how we are well that makes me think of uh interview i saw of orson wells after it, it was probably a while after hemingway died but he describes a situation where they were in like a movie theater uh hemingway was screening some movie he made or something and they end up getting like a fist to cuffs fight and it, it's pretty funny but he says that one thing people don't know about hemingway that just you know just fans is that he was like riotlessly funny, yeah. But in his work, he's just completely serious and solemn, and it doesn't. He never incorporates any humor, and he's like, I wish he would have incorporated humor because he was such a funny guy. Yeah. There's a lot of writers I know that don't like. You read their work, you're like, damn, this is ble-. like Cormac McCarthy. Right. I'm sure Cormac McCarthy had to be kind of funny in real right. life, but he has almost no humor in most of his work. It's almost like as an author, you're putting on a persona, and you're afraid to let your real personality shine mm-hmm. through your work. I don't know if that goes back with the the fraudulence of people are going to think I'm a phony, you know. Uh, I'm supposed to be the serious writer, but I'm actually goofy, and you can't be like that. But, like, Stephen King does it. You know, he he was the horror guy for a while. But then he's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just goofy old guy who plays guitar and shit. Like, he's not, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Like, R.L. Stein kind of has a reputation, even though he writes, like, kids horror. Like, I always saw him kind of having... A, like a certain personality that's kind of a persona. I don't know enough of his work to really judge. Uh, but there's a couple other authors I know of where when you view them, you only view them from their work and you don't actually see them as a person. Right. He's just like a name. I'm sure uh, um, J.R. Um, Tolkien was really funny. Yeah. And he did have like the whimsical humor and stuff in his work. But... Yeah, I mean, I think Tolkien, basically what you get with Lord of the Rings is his personality. Yeah. It was his thoughts, because he was a professor, you know, he was very smart, you know, he studied languages and stuff. Uh, it was the um the Game of Thrones guy. Uh, George R.R. R. R. Martin. Yeah, I feel like um he probably gets cast in a certain way, because, now, like, granted, I haven't read any of the books, uh, and, like, there would be funny moments, you know, there'd be, like, you know, funny, lighthearted, you know, break the tension moments in the show, but I feel like he probably has a certain persona of just because of the, the kind of stories that he's known for, other than what he's probably like in real life, you know? Yeah, just from his interviews, he seems like he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. Like, he likes to laugh and have fun and stuff. I mean, but he that... wears a fucking train conductor hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just doesn't seem like one of those guys that, uh, his work doesn't seem like there's probably a lot of humor in it. Like I haven't read the Lord of the, or the r- game. game, the game, the games of Thrones, Got. the gods of games of Thrones, the triple H of Thrones. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't read that, so I don't know if uh, it's funny or not. A good thing he was done wrestling by the time that that shit got coming out. Could you just imagine him? Walking down to the ring, mm. oh, it it almost be like a weird like merger of back to his old like uh Hunter Hunter Helmsley like persona probably. Yeah, you know th- this is that's the second time you brought up Hunter Hearst Helmsley's <laughs> old persona <laughs> on the podcast in recent days. You need to stop watching old wrestling <laughs> clips. A couple other authors that come to mind, 
And I mean, not all of the stereotypical serious author things are bad. Like you, we were talking about Neil Gaiman. So you think of Neil Gaiman, you think of like this suave, warmed voice, mm. having you know, gentleman guy. But come on, he's got to be like goofy and stuff oh, too. Yeah, I'm sure he's not just like this straight up British gentleman. He's a. Uh, you know, one thing I would want to see, just because I think it would be, it would probably be rare, and it's just like of just from seeing like Gaiman's interview. Like I would, I want to see him like like a video of him like snapping on somebody just freaking I think out. it would be weird I don't know if you could take it serious because he'd be yelling you in that like soft British like accent yeah. and just like blimey you fucking broke why are you like and it's just like I can't take you serious man you do I think he would just scold you in a in a hushed voice yeah like a school teacher I thought you were gonna go with like uh, Neil Gaiman in some kind of pornographic situation no. indubitably indubitably <laughs> indubitably oh I am arriving I'm like oh <laughs> I don't want to see that. Another author is uh, Chuck Palahniuk. He comes off as hyper serious to me. Yeah. Like, not just his writing and stuff, but, like, the guy who wrote that shitty Haunted with all the, mm. the guts and the poop. and the, But then it's, like, this guy, like, in interviews, he just seems pretty serious, machismo kind of. I don't like the machismo stuff, you know? I don't like the fake machismo. I didn't know uh, for the longest time until... Um the Alan, the guy that we used to work with back in the day, because he was a big Chuck Ponick fan, and he was the one who was like, "Oh well, you know, Chuck Ponick's gay," and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." But then, like, whenever you go back and you're like, and you watch Fight Club, and you're like, "Very homo," I get it. Yeah, it makes all of the sense in the world now. Like, he well, I think that's where his like hyper masculine stuff comes from. Is like fighting against gay stereotypes. Yeah, because even when he was on that Joe Rogan episode i don't know how many years ago he was like you know talking about situations where somebody was calling him out or hating on gay people and then he's like i'm gay he didn't use the word gay though yeah uh then you know just like we'll fight me like what kind of like that guy clive barker is another one he has like a very specific persona you're bringing up gay authors now uh he has a very uh specific persona but he's more of like an artsy guy that just doesn't give a fuck what other people think. I I didn't realize that at first, like f- uh, at first either that uh, Clyde Walker was you know was gay. But though I didn't, I well even still I haven't read like any of his work. But like I knew of him from like the movie, you know, from his movies and 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 stuff. I mean, like Hellraiser's that. pretty gay. Yeah, <laughs> they're all wearing spandex, <laughs> not spandex, leather with the holes in the crotches and stuff. Um, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Okay. Would you turn into Michael Jackson there for a second? That's how I sneeze. It's very macho. So when you go into writing a bad character, a character the reader is supposed to dislike, what's your go-to move to make them unlikable? Well, the the easy thing is, uh, you know, it's it's very it's very cheap heat, but uh, you know, like animals doing shit to animals or uh, kids, like you know, those those are always always pretty easy ways to show. The diabolicalness of somebody, but I always like in the stuff that I read, and when I try to write bad guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just in here pressing this button. I don't know what this button does. Is uh, maybe I'm gonna keep this button pressed in and see what that does. Is it sounds louder yeah, now? Is the uh, the bad guy that you can relate to or understand? Yeah, like you still might hate them, but it's like. By the end, you're like, well, oh, they kind of, you kind of get their point almost to a, to an extent. Like, you don't agree with it, but you can be like, man, if that happened to me, I could see myself maybe doing that too. You know what my go-to move is? 
Make them super racist. Super, yeah, that's an, that's another easy one. That's it. That's the only Just thing I got. Racist. Mm-hmm, racist. Actually, I don't do that very often. Uh, I do in my newest one story, but uh, well, then you got to be careful about that because then readers think that you're like secretly racist because like you're right. You just want to say this, yeah? Because I know like um, Stephen King's got a little heat off of that sometimes because like he'll have like racist characters that would like to throw like the n word around and stuff like that, and it's just like, hey, man, like, but no, it's the character that they not- exist. It's like people who can't differentiate actors and their role. Yeah. So it's like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Django and Chain, a slave master. Yeah. Why is he saying the N-word? What a fucking piece of shit. It's yeah. like, it, Leo DiCaprio's not a slave owner yeah. in real life. Don't be a fucking dunderhead. Like, <laughs> separate the art from the artist. It's not always... Oh, well, to stay with that, I didn't even another better example would be uh, Tarantino. He's got heat for that, having a whole bunch of white characters just throwing the N-words around in his work. Yeah, but seeing his interviews, I think he just wants to be a black guy. Oh, definitely. Like, you ever see when he's interviewed by a black guy? Oh, it's, yeah. His whole accent changes. He doesn't sound like a white guy anymore. He starts, like, talking jive. Well, even, his, like, physically, yeah. like, he starts, like, you know, he's, like, all loose and goosey-goosey with he, it. He becomes a caricature, and it's almost <laughs> embarrassing. He's like, what's up, man? He's just like, yo, and I says to that bitch. I'm like, dude, you sound like, because he sounds like an 80s black guy or something. It doesn't sound right. It's like, why are you talking like that? He looks so weird. Yeah, he's he's not unfor- he got he started off not great looking and then just yeah over time did not do him any favors. But I like his movies. His his characters, his uh, white characters, could be a little toned down because he likes to throw like especially in the nineties he'd just throw the n word in there just to oh yeah because he thought it was funny. I don't know. Uh, and usually it was him saying it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he just wanted to say the n word from the Sam Jackson. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> like you think like Pulp Fiction and. I'm bringing that up. Those are always funny because now there's like there's multiple times of Samuel Jackson getting interviewed by some white person and they talk about like the N word and he's like, "What N word are you talking about?" And just, he just say it. And he just tries to get him to say it so bad, and they're like, "No, just say it. I'll say it with you." <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd think that would be like the one time, like if they did say, like, "Look, I am getting the pass." Like I, like you know, the joke is like, "I get the black guy said I could say it." Like. I wish they would get one of those uh, guys who look white, but they're actually mostly black, mm-hmm. like a logic or something. It's like you're half black, but you just look white. You look like you shouldn't be saying the N-word. Right. And then you're in that situation. He just says it right off the bat, and then you're just like, mm. way. And then he's like, I can't get in trouble. I'm like, I don't know about that, buddy. I remember the singer Halsey got in trouble it's like a year or two ago. People were giving her shit because she was talking about how hotels never have like shampoos and stuff for black people. Like it's always just shit made for white people. And then everyone's like, what fucking yeah, that's ripe coming from that's rich coming from a white bitch. Like and then it turns out she's half black and like nobody knew yeah. like I mean I guess people that weren't fans didn't know that. And then it was like, well you sound stupid. Or my favorite is like when you get someone that's like as a person of color and everyone gets like an uproar and then they found out it's like, yeah, they're actually a person of color yeah. just because they don't look like it. I also I found uh I don't you know what I'm probably not gonna be able to find it now. So I want you to talk about butts for twenty minutes while I look. So round. Uh, since we're in juicy, this, since <laughs> since we're in this area, supplement. How do I look at my files on my phone? I want to go to files. That was a good move. I yeah. went to files. That's on there. Um, now how do I find a PDF documents? Here we go. 
Oh, what was it called, Spencer? Oh, uh, here. I, I oh, my God. Know. I actually found it. I say, I don't even know what you're looking for. So this was a thing I actually stumbled on upon on accident. I clicked a link and it made me down immediately just automatically downloaded a PDF, which I hate when that happens. Yeah. I never fucking tips for socially responsible writing. Okay. Okay. Oh, so we're going to start with race. Okay. And I might not say some of these words if they're offensive because I don't I don't need the hate. But so these are what you are outdated. So these are outdated words and phrases. Colored, Caucasian, black as a noun, those blacks, which that does sound kind of yeah. bad when you say it that way. Uh, Indian to refer to Native Americans and Oriental. And Oriental actually, you know, you're talking about a rug or a yeah. vase, like something from yeah. the Orient, but you don't. I always thought that was kind of racist to call Asians Orientals. Like, you, you know, that's bullshit, though, by throwing Caucasian in there. Can't Nobody, say Caucasian. Who gives a shit? But here's the current. And isn't that the actual technical term, like? I don't know. Uh, so here is the current way you're supposed to say those phrases and words. Uh, person of color. Okay. Which this is from 2020. And I remember the reason I looked it up is because Bryce told me that you're not. he was on some... I forget what it was. He was on something, and he was told he's not allowed to see person of color anymore. That's offensive now. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the? No, it's not. Because then I was like, it reminded me of the old bit. It's like, you can't so call somebody a colored person. That's racist, but you call a person a color. Yeah. And then, uh, but apparently, it, I looked it up, and it's ambiguous. Some people say it's racist. Some people, person of color is fine. Uh, so this is from 2020. So this is when person of color was still acceptable. You have to say person of color, white. Somehow white is not offensive Caucasian is. I didn't, I didn't get that one. Uh, African American as a noun, black as an adjective, Native American, Asian American, or nation specific, such as Chinese American or Chinese. You're not allowed to say this is outdated. Mexican to refer to all Latinos, which well, obviously. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I thought you were just going to say you just can't say Mexican anymore, but like, yeah. what? <laughs> uh, current, you could say Mexican American, Chicano, Latina. Uh, Latino or Latinx. Now that's funny because, from my understanding, from Latin Twitter, uh, Latinos because that's just the general term for any Latin person, and because the gendered language, which Spanish is already a gendered language, they have Latinas. Yeah. Um, but they like fucking rich white women started calling them Latinx and they like, try to make a takeoff. Apparently, people that are actually from Latin American countries hate the term Latinx. It's, like, it they, was, they think it's racist. They think it's a fucking bullshit term. And it just sounds dumb. Mm-hmm. There's like one of those ones that like the PC police try to really shoehorn into language. Yeah. And uh, some some use it, obviously, uh, but or else it would have already gone away. But if you go on any Twitter thing, it's like I always see people that are like Spanish. Like, I fucking hate Latinx. Mm. Don't say that shit. Uh, so I just don't use any of that. Um, I generally just call people what they are. Mm. Like, if you're Mexican, and oh, you're Mexican. And if you don't want me to call you Mexican, I'll call you whatever you want. I don't care. You just got to let me know. Yeah. Uh, outdated minorities. Uh, current non-whites people of color. Non-whites sounds worse to me. I mean, minorities, I get yeah. it, but like, yeah, non-whites. Like if, yeah, does... like if you called somebody a non-white. Well, I mean, if if the non-white is supposed to identify you as not a minority because we don't want... My like we don't want to say oh because you're a black person that means you're a minority you're not the majority or I mean normally that was supposed to be just statistically speaking there was less black people than white people but now it's just you know we don't want to think you're lesser than white people so we're not going to call you a minority but non-white sounds like it has the same meaning to me 
Yeah. It's like, well, n- white is the basic. That, that's like saying normal for non-gay people. It's yeah. like, oh, you're normal or you're gay. It's like, no, that, that, that's that like, means that, it's like... That's that'd like be fuck- like non-handicapped. Yeah. It's like, it just makes you sound fucked up. Like, you're just saying non-whites, like the whites are the go-to normal. Like, no. Just, just say people. I don't know. But there's a second page. That's like, oh, yeah. I like these because it's so stupid that people care. This is the one that I personally got offended by. I was offended. You were offended by I, the by the word or just by the stupidity of it? Both. The outdated. This is for class now. Outdated. You're not allowed to say this anymore. Lower class, poor, high class. Why? I grew up poor. Yeah. I was poor. Yeah. I can't say poor anymore. You know what I have to say? Lower socioeconomic status. Oh. What a fucking mouthful that is. Working class, which I, I think working class, yeah, yeah, I don't mind but working, working class always made me think of higher class than poor class. Mm. I always like thought, middle class. Yeah, I, yeah. I always thought it was poor class, working class. So I never understood working class used as meaning poor. I guess now it actually does. Well, but yeah. And then this one is even stupider. Higher socioeconomic status. I get saying low class and high class has a connotation of negativity, like a negative connotation. But I don't. The socioeconomic. Don't say that. Yeah. That's too much of a big word. Like if you, because this is in writing too. You're writing that. Yeah. So we went down to the <laughs> the lower socioeconomic quarters. Like mm-hmm. we know, we went to the poor side of town. So this is for ability, because you brought up handicapped folks. Can't say handicapped anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's been a while. Can Handica- you still say handicapable? That's you- what I was just gonna say. Wasn't handicapable? Uh, I don't think you were allowed to. And we'll find out. So you can't say handicapped. You can't say differently abled, and you can't say disabled. Now, disabled almost sounds offensive. Differently abled is true because yeah. you're just, you're abled, you're just differently. You're, you don't work the same as I do, like your body. Current, you just have to say person with a disability. That's all they got. So you can't say disabled, but a person with a disability. That's just, that's just splitting hairs now. Well, it's just more words to say the same thing. And as long George as George Carlin had a great bit on that yeah. way back when, when it was about like, uh, Shell shock and then yeah. PTSD, like how it turned into post traumatic stress disorder, like all this stuff. And, and I mean, as long as you're not using it in a negative term, like if you're like, hey, my friend Joe is handicapped, and like, you know what I mean? You're not using, you're not saying, oh, let's kick the handicapped kit. Yeah. Like, you know, like. I, but the more words you use to describe a single thing, the more watered down it becomes and the less yeah. meaningful it is. So instead of saying, oh, I grew up poor, if you say I grew up lower socioeconomically decline, like whatever, like that just makes it like people just zone out. Like yeah. they're not getting it. If you just say, oh, you know, oh, man, that poor guy's well, poor. Well, if you can change it into something that's like a little bit clever, like I was raised, I was born uh, financially she, challenged. Yeah, financially challenged or something like that. Like, uh, sexual orientation. Surprisingly, not much here. Outdated, homosexual. Can't say homosexual anymore. Really? Yeah. Current, gay, lesbian, queer, bisexual. And that's always a w- uh, interesting one because queer went from a slur to the proper word, like yeah. the proper terminology. Uh, gay. We've had this debate before. It's like gay never was used to mean gay for most situations. A lot of time, yeah. It went from meaning happy to meaning like your friend's gay because I say he's gay, but we don't actually mean gay. Yeah. As, we mean gay like Harley Rider gay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Next up, exclusive language. This is the one I don't like. He as a generic pronoun, mankind or man as a synonym for human, ma- uh, mailman, stewardess, fireman. 
Uh, so was it like fire person? Yeah. So the person in- inclusive the- language, they, people, person, mail carrier, flight attendant, firefighter. I actually don't have a problem with all those. The only one I actually have a problem with is the mankind because I just don't think humankind has the right ring to it. And yeah. the word man is still in human. Mm-hmm. Person kind's worser. Worser. Yeah. Person kind's worse. That's that's I mean I guess that's my only real gripe is the mankind because he is a generic pronoun like I I don't mind using they I don't care I, I honestly I, a lot of these I already used before but like you know fireman it was mainly just fireman because most firefighters are fire like they're men yeah that's that's the only real reason uh but in like, this day and age I guess if you have more females and stuff you have to be more inclusive um but like the mailman that's another one it's like I never said mail carrier. It's too much. No. You when you make the word bigger or have to use like, multiple words. Why why can't it be like if there's a man delivering you a mail, it's a male man. If it's a lady, it's a male lady delivering like you know what I mean? Well, they don't want it. Sometimes people don't want to be male, man, or lady. They just want to be carrier. I don't I don't We've know. aged out, dude. We we have. What it's just so we're gonna get hate letters just because we're gonna get like hate emails because we read this on air, but and, and like there's not, two people who don't generally hate any class of people. No, it's just weird that it, we're it, somehow in the wrong just because we're outdated. And right. It's like, and the problem is now in society you can't update fast enough. Right. Like it's hard to stay on top of this well, stuff. And even just to go back to the couple of things like with the race again, I, I think you know, like I saw like a real talking about it or somebody talking about it. Maybe it was like a comedian. It's just like the the whole race thing is dumb because there was one race. The human, human race. race. There's one thing we just have. We're all the same. Your just skin is darker or lighter. We're yeah, all the melanin. Sa- <laughs> yeah, we're all the same. It's not like we fucking went out into space and living on Mars with Martians. And yes, okay. Then there's different races of different things. Like you know what I mean? It's I just your ancestors were born closer to the equator. It's just it just that shit just pisses me off, and it pisses me off that somebody is pissed off at somebody because of what. I, like it just it's the most stupidest fucking thing to be mad about. The two things that bother me the most, uh, and it's not my place to actually be bothered. That's another uh, fault of being just white. a heterosexual. No. If we're allowed to cisgendered white male. Uh, in modern America, you're not allowed to be upset about things, but then you get yeah, then you get in but trouble. But why would make you be upset for other races and stuff all the time? But here's the two things that bother me the most before I forget them. One is just you know saying black person, black guy, black woman, because I grew up with mostly black friends. We went and we went to the, the what is considered the inner city school here. Yeah, everywhere I've traveled and I played basketball and talked to black people from all over America. And one thing most people, uh, uh, most of them had in common my whole life, even now when I go on black Twitter, is that they just like to be called black people. Yeah. The black community, black people. Uh, The term African-American, while, you know, considered proper and stuff, in the black community, they're not calling each other African-American generally. And a lot of times they're just like, just call me a black person. Like, they don't, they don't fucking get all bent out of shape. Again, for the most part, you go to college towns, it's probably different now. But that but again, is it is it actually those people or is it the other people getting mad? offended for them? That's yeah. what irritates me is people getting offended for them saying, no, like, it's like Mexican. Mexicans are proud to be Mexican. If you're right. Mexican-American, they're still proud of their Mexican heritage. But you can't call them Mexicans because that's offensive. Some it's, like, it's just what they are or Hispanic or Latino or whatever. Like We have to come up with different identifiers. And a lot of the people that are actually the ones that identify as that 
get offended by, like I said, the Latinx thing. Mm. They get offended by all the extra bullshit. It's like, no, I'm just like, it's okay to just be a black guy. Uh, and I'm, I don't get mad that I'm a white guy. Mm-hmm. Like I never, you know, really think about it. Like I don't, I always thought Caucasian sounded stupid. Right. So if that's what you're not supposed to call them anymore, I'm fine with being a white person. Um, but the other thing that irritates me more, and this goes along with that, is the adding the suffix American to something. So you're not an American. You're a black American. You're an African American. You're a Chinese American. If you're born in America, yeah. you're just a fucking American. That's why there's so many problems. It's because we have to separate everything. And actually... This is another thing that pisses me off. If you come to America and you live here, you know, you get your green card or hell, fucking even if you come over the illegally and you live here, you're still American. That's the fucking point of America. You live here. You don't need any of that shit. Like, that was the whole point of fucking coming over here. Like To be all just one people. Yeah. Not to be separated by our old identities. Like, if you're born in Nigeria or something and you identify as an African and then you uh, immigrate to the United States and you want to be an American, you become an American, that would be an actual African-American. And you know who hates, like, the left really hates this. Elon Musk is an African-American. Yeah. Because he's from South Africa. (laughs) Right? But see, that's where it gets murky. Things like that. Like, people don't, like, Charlize Theron, if she's, I don't know um, if she has American citizenship, but if she does, she's an African-American. That one, uh, that one, uh, track star who had the, the, the blades, who, like, like, murdered his wife or whatever. Oscar Pistorius, allegedly. Well, yeah, allegedly. He's, he's like, he's African, right? I think so. He's, like, South African. Yeah. So he's African. But the, it's just like it's weird because we like have these identifiers. If you come from another country, you can add the, you know, Irish American, Russian American, yeah. whatever. That makes sense because you're two things. If you're just born in America, especially if your parents were born, especially if your whole lineage for the mm-hmm. most part back at least 100 years is American, you're just an American. Yeah. You're not Chinese American. You're just American. When you start switching it and it's like, well, I'm a Chinese American. Are you a Chinese citizen? Well, no. Uh, so you're, I mean, yeah, racially, I guess you're Chinese, but you're you know, an American. You know, you know when you never, one you never hear any of is the uh, Canadian American. Because they don't want to be associated. <laughs> and that, well, that's also stupid too, because Canada's still America, North America. Yeah. So it's like, you're just saying you're American American. Yeah. It's dumb. But the, you know what's even more atrocious is when Canada does that, so now you have Canadian African. Oh, uh, dude, a- no, African Canadian. I didn't realize that was a thing. Irish Canadian. Mexican Canadian, American Canadian. It just sounds <laughs> stupid. Like, wh- why do we have to have all these identifiers? If you're born in the place, you could be that. And I think the borders and everything are just stupid anyway. It's like we're all one fucking planet. We're all earthlings. Like you said, we're all humans. Yeah. So why are we like the more identifiers you add to something, the more murky the water gets, and the more people have a reason to hate each other over stupid, superficial bullshit. Oh, your skin color is slightly different from mine, so I guess I should just hate you. It's like, didn't we breed out of that genetic trait from caveman times, like, how many years ago now? And it's just not even, like, over here, like, because isn't it really bad, like, over, like, in Japan and and China and Asia? It's stupider over in those countries because, no offense, a lot of them look the same. Yeah. Japanese and Koreans hate each other. Japanese and Chinese hate each other. Maybe Chinese and Koreans hate each other. I don't know, but... This goes back to like war times and stuff. So they, but it's not just like they hate each other because of stuff is done. They're racist against each other. Like I think Pakistanis and Indians hate each other. Well, I think the only ones that really get together isn't it like a lot of like 
the Puerto Rican and uh, like Italian or um, like Mexican and and uh, I don't think so. Do, do they hate, do they hate each other too? Uh, th- to a degree, I don't know if they're racist towards each other, but I know like oh, uh, Mexicans make fun of Cubans real hard because Cubans have like the regular Spain Spanish, which has a lisp. Oh yeah, so they make fun of that. Like there's a lot of Dominicans because they're black. They don't, but they don't identify as black, even though their ancestors came from Africa during the slave trade. Uh, but they're darker skin. You know, you think you're Sammy Sosa's and stuff. It's like, I'm not black. And then yeah. they like fight against that. And then like they judge each other differently. I don't know. There's just a lot of, there's just a lot of weird things that people get obsessed about that just makes no sense. Especially so, when there's so much of the bigger things to be worried about. Yeah. So you go to Africa and there's like different African countries fighting each other over like, you're the same exact people though. Like, why are you fighting? This is stupid. Like, it's all over dumb shit. Uh, you do that with religion, too. It's like, well, we all believe in a God, but it's not, not the exact same named God, uh, even though he has the same superpower. So it's like, <laughs> right? why don't, it's like, does it fucking matter? Is he, why, why are you fighting so? Or, uh, you know, I don't even want to get into theology stuff. It's just, it's so stupid that people will pick the dumbest shit to fight about. And then not only that, it's that they force other people to go along with this fucking malarkey. So now you have writers like us have to have inclusive language. And I think we discussed this a long time ago where they actually have a, inclusivity readers, like readers who will read to make sure your work's inclusive enough. And uh, if it's not, they'll make all the suggestions and, hey, you actually should say humankind and you really should just refer to these people as they and not just like, you know, the, we don't know who the character is yet, so you shouldn't say he. They should just be a they until it's revealed what their pronouns are. It's just like, nobody gives a fuck. It takes you completely out of the story. Yeah. Um, but that's like a big thing, I guess, in the, the actual traditional publishing industry. It was. I don't know if it is now. It might have died off because nobody gives a fuck. Uh, that's another thing, too. Nobody actually gives a fuck. No. That's the problem. People just want good things. Like people bitch about Marvel movies and how all the Disney diversity is killing everything. No, the main thing people bitch about is just they make shit movies a lot. Yeah, it's the, if they're just making shitty. Pro- if they yeah. make a good movie, it doesn't matter if it's female led. If it's no. a good movie, it's a good movie. Right. If it's fucking 2016 Ghostbusters, it's just awful. Yeah, it's awful. It doesn't matter who the fucking cast is. It's just awful. We need to stop this because yeah. we're going too long. I'm gonna get mad. It was kind of we. I mean, it, it was a DBS episode, but we really diversed off a yeah off we, a topic. We digressed hard. It's just the, the 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 forcing people to think and speak a certain way on behalf of people that you don't even know if they care is yeah. what bothers me the most. Because when you get offended for other people, you're probably just a piece of garbage. Like you're probably wrong. Because like we've seen the that videos are, that are you doing? You're not doing it for the right reason. You're doing it so people look and think about you a certain way well like like two examples when like americans usually like white american women go to japan or even if it's just for halloween or something and they dress like geishas Mm -hmm. and then people like you get all these people out of the woodwork all these people fresh out of fucking college and stuff get super offended on behalf of japanese people and then japanese people actual japanese people are like Oh, well, that's so cool that you're dressed like that. Yeah. You know, you like our culture. And it's like, oh. And then, like, you, uh, we've seen the videos of, like, the guys that'll go down uh, to, like, Berkeley and stuff with the mariachi, yeah. you know, garb and the hat. The big and the hat sombrero. and a fake mustache. Yeah, and, like, all these fucking, these 20-something white girls will be like, oh, my God, you can't wear that. That's so offensive. But then they go to, like, Little Mexico. Yeah. And all the guys are like, hey, <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, it looks nice. I like it. Underlay. Yeah, nice mustache, say. And it's just like. Why is it that the people that are supposed to be offended aren't, but everyone else is? Yeah. It's stupid. 
Anyway, if you want us to talk about racism and diversity and all that stuff, uh, let us know. And we probably won't because I, I don't like talking about that stuff too much because it angers the blood. Uh, but you can email us at drunkenpenwriting at gmail.com with suggestions for show ideas and stuff because we goddamn need them now. All the time. Um, I'm always worried about future guests not wanting to be on the show anymore because of the things we talk about. But then I think, I don't really want future guests that often. <laughs> they said, I don't mind. Uh, you can check out Spencer's OnlyFans at the Montana Mountain Maniac. What are you doing exactly on that mountain? Maniac stuff. Oh, that's fair. Uh, you can check us out at DBW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter slash X or X dash Twitter or X parentheses Twitter or Twitter parentheses X uh, hashtag cemetery. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, you can follow me at CalebJamesK.com. That's my website. I got stuff on there. If you're from Bourbon Pen and you're listening to this, I really hope you like my story and not you just ignored the last 20 minutes of this episode and and Spencer made me do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh anyway, we thank you for listening and we will check you out next week probably. Mm-hmm.